0: The blast from our past network. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided
1: to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed, so that means every single month we go
0: episode by episode of curb your enthusiasm and the fun thing is i've never seen curb your enthusiasm before so i am super excited to go down this road with you adam but even better when you join at the curb your enthusiasm tier you also unlock the complete back catalog of cartwright a seinfeld podcast totally ad-free so you get seinfeld you get curb
1: and you get adam and Corey. what else could you want
0: I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Cartwright? Cartwright? Hello, Newman. This is so <laughs> fing good. <laughs> Nothing for you These pretzels are making me thirsty. Not that there's anything wrong with that Serenity now
1: He's a regifter Well let's start the insanity Giddy up Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. I'm Adam and I'm Corey. And today, we are talking Season 8, Episode 9, The Abstinence, something I've never known about, I've never uh, (laughs) adhered to.
0: (laughs) It's horrible.
1: It's a horrible idea. I'm a whore. (laughs) This episode first aired November 21st, 1996. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis?
0: Of course. The Abstinence. George's girlfriend gets mono and can't have sex. By abstaining from sex, George becomes intelligent. Elaine stops having sex, but it has the opposite effect on her. Jerry keeps getting bumped from a gig at his junior high school's career day. Kramer turns his apartment into a smoking lounge and enlists Jackie Childs to represent him in a lawsuit against the tobacco companies. Jackie's back, baby! Jackie's back. All
1: right, let's start things off with a discussion with between George and Jerry about who would eat each other uh, if they had to survive with, like, a plane crash or something. Like, would Jerry eat George or would he eat Kramer? And then when jo- Jerry decides Kramer... George gets all upset that he wouldn't be the one who
0: would get eaten. George is all fat. Kramer's got muscle. And, of course, this is like a reference to that movie, Alive, uh, that came out in 1993. But but George is powerful. He can lift 100 pounds, like, over true. his head. Yeah. yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was weird. In 97, I, I even back then, I felt that this reference is a bit d- dated from what it's kind of... You, do you know the movie? Did you ever see it live with Ethan Hawke and everything? About the nope. the soccer team that crashes in the Andes, and then even now, never heard of it. Yeah, and then they had to like eat. It's based on a true story, and then they had to you know they'd eat some of each other, the ones that died and stuff like that. And I remember like, when like
1: the, I know the Donner Party. The Donner Party is similar.
0: It's similar to that. And I remember when Alive came out. I remember it was a big deal, and I remember this story was a big deal. But it just felt like four years later. This is a hell of a you know of a of a late reference to that. And I didn't recognize the reference at all.
1: And so guess what? I didn't give a fuck about this cold open.
0: And you know what? I didn't either, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Guess what, Corey? If I'm dead... I'm fucking dead. I don't care what the hell you do with my body. You can
0: do whatever you want. Now I'm starting with your your buttocks and your (laughs) cock.
1: Well, (laughs) you're not going to get much nutrition from the cock. You're not even going to get a full meal. And I'm just going to tell you that. But my buttocks, I do have a powerful buttocks. I just did. I just did squats today. So I know they're powerful. All right. My question to you. If it comes down to that kind of situation, do you think you could eat another human, especially if
0: you knew them? Oof! If you knew them, that would be fucking hard, bro. Like, seriously, like fucking seriously, like like all bets off. I'm going to say no. But at the same time, in my gut, I probably think the will to survive will probably overtake it. You know, Um, what about you? Do you think you could do it? I know I could do it. Um, <laughs> you want to? You want to taste? Uh, see what humans taste like? You're like, in fact, I actively want to do it. If,
1: if <laughs> it's like that Always Sunny episode yeah. where uh, Dee and Charlie, you're like, yeah. they, they get hooked on the taste of human meat. Um, no, I, I mean, it would take the last, you know, ounce. Yeah. To before I did it, but I would do it. Yeah. I, you know, and if someone had died before me. They're dead to me. Like I, I don't believe in souls. I don't believe in all this other stuff. They're not watching me from above. They're just a they're husk. Dead. It's just they're just fucking at that dead. Point. And yeah. so then it turns into survival of by or survival by any means. Right. And so if I had to do it, I would, um, and it would be terrible. I would probably be crying intensely Devastated. the entire time i would be it would be awful i if there was any alcohol i would drink every ounce of alcohol
0: before i could before to i could have to do it just to get through that and and you kind of don't need to watch a live because it's literally the bulk of the movie is this it's you know it's yeah. the the moral question of whether mm-hmm. we should do it to survive or not yeah, but without question, we'd eat each other. Fuck yeah. It, good good Fuck job, yeah. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Honestly, I think the fat, <laughs> the fat <laughs> if you cook <laughs> it over a fire, it's just going to help the flavor. <laughs> I know. <I'm, laughs> apparently, uh, human meat tastes like pork, so, you know, sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's why we're called, I think uh, some tribes, cannibalistic tribes, call us long pigs, essentially. Oh,
1: is that a thing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> long pigs, okay.
1: All right, all right. Well, we start off our episode after the cold open. Uh, with George, he and his girlfriend they can't have sex right now because she has mono. Have you uh, ever had mono? No, not once.
0: No, me neither. A buddy of mine did in high school, I remember he was—he like I remember he was like fucking tired, like all the time, and like for like months. And we were like joking, we'd fucking fuck with him, like bro, you got mono, man, you fucking tired all the time. Yeah, then all of a sudden he comes to school one day or talks to us after class or something. He's like. I got mono, you know, isn't isn't mono like terribly contagious. It's yeah. It's considered the kissing disease. Um, I think it's, it's saliva. It can, can transfer it, but you can also get it from being very stressed out too. Oh, okay. So I, I I was just kind of like, wow, if they're dating, would George be worried about having it. George would probably have mono. Now, granted we know that he doesn't because later on we find out it was a mistake on her end or like whatever. But yes, you're a hundred percent correct. He, Probably would have had mono because also my buddy's girlfriend, he either got it from her or he gave it to her, but she got it too because, you know, yeah. they were kissing. And, and that's
1: that's kind of what I assumed it was going to be a thing that George ends up yeah. getting mono. You know, yeah. he, that's what you, you think would, should yeah. happen, yeah. but it's not. So, but anyway, George has to wait six weeks because they can't have sex, can't kiss, whatever, for six weeks. So he talks to Jerry about this whole thing in the apartment and You know, he can't be the guy that breaks up with her. He doesn't want to be that kind of asshole. Uh, What kind of asshole is that? The
0: kind of... Like us. The kind that we are. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Elaine then comes in. We find out she's dating a doctor. Well... Eh, not really a doctor, like not really it's mono, but we'll hear about that later. Uh, Jerry gets a call from Katie, who is Deborah Jo Rupp. We've seen her before. We saw her way back yeah. in the Diplomats Club season
0: yeah. six. And we were like, after that horrible performance, not not her as an acting performance, no. but as his agent, uh, you would think that she would have been fired, but he apparently did not fire her,
1: which is... Is surprising because she was awful, but she doesn't yeah. show up in another episode. Like this is her last episode, yeah. and so it's like, well, why did she even come back? Because she has we could we should and could have all assumed that she would have been fired after driving him through a farm. Oh, we lost the road a little <laughs> a while back, <laughs> yeah. which
0: which was funny. But you and I both were like, she was annoying as fuck. Like you would just, oh, yeah. you would fire her in a heartbeat, and she's like playing the same character. She's so just like, how does Jerry put up with her?
1: Yeah, exactly. But we find out that, um, you know, he has got a gig at a career day. Well, she wants to try and give him a gig, but he's got a career day thing coming up at this junior high school, his old junior high school. Uh, George is a little bit jealous because he wasn't asked. He works for the Yankees, but, you know, he's George. He's George. He's George. All right. At the junior high, Jerry gets bumped because uh this guy who had a lizard was uh feeding it flies and all the kids like you know loved it and so it just kept he took all the time.
0: And I love how she says that you hear the kids go ooh gross but in like a fun way, you know, like you can tell they liked it. Yeah. It was funny, you know. He's yeah. like but then Jerry's like I'm getting bumped for a lizard? Yeah, of course he's
1: he's a big he's been on the Tonight show. Yeah. Like he's a big comedian. Yeah. So. All right, Elaine is on a date with a doctor. <laughs> Holy shit, that doctor. (laughs) Fucking Bob Odenkirk, my God. Bob fucking Odenkirk. (laughs) Mr. Show, man. Mr. Show. Bob Odenkirk is, I mean, one, most people will know him as uh, Saul in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But besides that, not even just talking about that. If you took away Better, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, that guy is a comic genius. He's a comic he been, legend. He has been a writer on things from SNL to all these amazing shows to The Simpsons to like a, I think like a bunch of th- like everything. This guy is
0: hilarious. And if you've never seen Mr. Show, my God, stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Pull your car over right now and just load it up on your phone. It is a fantastic sketch comedy show. It's... Awesome. And, of course, we saw him in Curb Your Enthusiasm, sadly, in an episode that you and I didn't quite care for, no. but we liked him.
1: I loathed the episode. We did. Loathed we it. both hated and I, it. And I
0: gave it, I said, I'm giving
1: this episode an entire point extra for Bob Odenkirk, and I gave it a one.
0: Yeah, I hated exactly. it that much. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you something, buddy. Have you watched his um, his John Wick-esque movie, uh, Nobody? Nobody? I have not, but I have heard fantastic things. And for a movie, on paper is kind of like a John Wick ripoff. It's really fucking good, dude. He's nice. awesome because, unlike John Wick, he gets his ass just kicked in that movie. But at the same time, he always, like you know, he'll fucking kill the other person. It's really good, man. I highly recommend Nobody. I think I do think you'll like it. I think so, too, from from the different reviews and from, of course, I think you and I have some
1: similar styles. Uh, yeah. yeah. Need to make it happen. Do it. All
0: right. Do it.
1: We we find out that this Ben, uh, played by Bob Odenkirk, he's not actually a doctor. He never passed the final doctor's exam, the uh, MCATs or whatever it is that they take. Is that, is that what it is? MCATs? Yeah.
0: Something like that. Yeah. I and he, he said he's taken it like three or four times or something. <laughs> I think there should be a limit. If you can't get it after like the fourth time, they, they should probably make you stop.
1: But Elaine doesn't care that much about uh, you know, all that. All she wants to do is, can I still call you doctor or tell my friends that you're a doctor? And he's like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever. Even though he's not technically a doctor. Uh, at Monks, George says that he and his date talked all night. And this abstinence thing is working for him. Uh, Kramer comes in and we find out that uh, Jerry was bumped. All right, they talk all about that. And then Kramer Lights up a cigar in the middle of monks, and the manager comes over. That he's
0: he's credited as Jerry the cook, but he's he's the manager. Yeah, they've they've referred to him as the manager the like multiple times, and it's been the same actor the entire time. But yeah, exactly. Now he's Jerry the cook. Yeah,
1: but yeah, but he's the manager, and he tells them they got to take it outside, or he's got to take it outside, and so kind forcibly. And so yeah, the smoking. And so he does. And did you recognize this smoker? right beside uh,
0: um, Kramer. That's telekinesis, Kyle! (laughs) Wonder Boy! It's Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Fucking love Tenacious D. I love Kyle Gass, and I cannot hear the words or the word telekinesis without in my head, because I love the song Wonder Boy, without in my head saying, that's telekinesis, Kyle! I love that song so much.
1: It's the power to move you.
0: <laughs> Dude, as silly. soon as we get off this episode, I'm listening to fucking Wonder Boy.
1: <laughs> I love Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Um, that particularly, that first album was phenomenal. I, I like the movie Pick a Destiny, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, and I might have already told this story, but did I tell you about the time I met Jack Black and and Kyle Gass?
0: No. I mean, I'm not recalling it right now, so please tell it.
1: So, I, well, the problem is I can't remember. Did I tell it on this podcast? Did I tell (laughs) it on Blast or Past podcast? Did I tell it on fucking Throwback Trivia Takedown? I don't fucking remember. Uh, So, for for the Cartwright fans, yes, I met Tenacious D. Do you want to touch me? Mm -hmm. I said, who wants to fucking touch me? Uh, Sorry, that, that, that was a throw to South Park. But, um... Yes. So the company that I worked for, which, uh, was called FBE at the time, uh, now they fall into shit and I kind of laugh about how much they fall into shit. Uh, but so we did an episode, uh, we was a YouTube company and so they were kind of known for reaction videos. So they were kind of very famous for, Hey, uh, kids react to Donald Trump or, you know, teens react to windows 95, you know, shit like that. Or like adults react to kid slang, whatever. Um, and so there was an episode where they had, uh, fans of Tenacious D react to Tenacious D and then Kyle Gass and Jack Black would walk out and sing the song, you know, when they asked, Oh, what's your favorite Tenacious D song? Uh, for me, my favorite Tenacious D song is Double Team. I fucking love Double Team. It's hilarious. Uh, but also Wonder Boy and, and, um, uh, uh Tribute are both fantastic. They're probably better musically, but whatever. The comedy of, of of double, team. whatever side note, anyway. I found I was the director of post production at this time, and so I was leading like a team of 20 plus um editors and 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 other assistant editors and whatever, what blah blah blah. So I was like, Listen, I was telling, I pretty much said, told to the director of production, I said, Listen. I love fucking tenacious D I'm coming on set and I'm going to go talk to those guys. And so they're like, I was like, okay. And so I went on. And so while they were like kind of in between shoots, I popped in and I talked to Jack black and Kyle gas, I mean, it was very briefly, but I was just like, guys, I just got to tell you, I fucking love your stuff. You're hilarious. You got me through like, you know, the younger time I really enjoyed all this stuff. And they Honestly, Jack Black and Kyle Gass were two of the sweetest dudes. They That's were just awesome. like, "Oh, I'm so happy that you love the music. Thank you so much for being a fan." Like, I mean, they yeah. they were just they were just wonderful, perfect guys to talk to. I really appreciated meeting them so quickly.
0: That's really cool, dude. I I've never met either of them, but that makes me so happy to know that they're that they're cool people. And I, you yeah. know, I I like Jack Black, man. I've never like stopped liking him. I don't watch everything mm-hmm. that he does, but. I always like Jack Black, you know, oh, yeah. and it's just knowing that he was a he's a cool dude. I can assume Kyle is gonna be a cool dude because you know, but <laughs> yeah. he's in the shadow, yeah, exactly. Jack but <laughs> but that's cool, man. That's really fucking cool, yeah. you know, to actually meet somebody that you respect and enjoy, and they actually are are cool and not like a dick, you know. And it's oh, yeah. it's, it's it's I was telling Myra too, like. Everyone who I've ever, like, I have a few people who've actually met, like, Tom Cruise, and everyone says he's a super nice guy, too, like, when you actually meet him, like, one-on-one, which Uh, is uh cool, but, yeah, dude, it's, 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 I, I like hearing about nice celebrities, I really do, I still kind of get a kick out of that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, because, I mean, we, we We, put these people on pedestals.
0: Yeah, we do, you know, (laughs) and then they're just jobs, they're just same as you and I, but. Yeah. But Jack Black is not, and neither is Kyle Gass, because they are immensely talented people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: They're fucking Wonder Boys. They are.
0: Know. They are. But, yeah, so this was Kyle Gass standing outside smoking a cigarette. You know, and I was that guy at one point, you know, one of these re- yeah. relegated to the, the curb of human beings, you know, and everything. So, yeah, so you
1: related to this episode on, a, on a way that I couldn't because I was never kicked out of a restaurant. I never felt the need. Like, I never took smoke breaks to where I, like, went and stood on the side of a building and, like, had to— be with the other fucking uh, cancer-riddled uh, smokers.
0: Yeah, so the only time that my smoke... So when I worked at Diamond Comic Distributors, um, my smoke breaks did two things. One, they got me a promotion because I just kind of become chummy with, with one of the guys upstairs and everything, mm-hmm. and that's because I saw him, like, every day on our smoke break and everything. But when I was working at customer service uh, rep, one of the things they had to... They sort of measured you by every week was that you had to take certain amount of cue calls out of the... The the queue, you know, you had to deal with your own customers, your own account base. And on top of that, you had to take calls out of the queue as well. And uh, every single week I was in like the top three or whatever. And I remember one meeting on one Monday meeting or something. Somebody fucking called me out. Some fucking bitch called me out. It was a guy, by the way. And he was like fucking, yeah, Corey goes out and does a smoke break every single, like every hour on the hour. And I look over, I'm a guy who's never once been in the top like three cool. Q calls and I just looked at him in front of everybody my own boss my boss's boss and I said well when you crack the top three of the getting cue calls whatever it was you can say something to me then and I just turned around and looked right at my boss they didn't they didn't they didn't defend him or me they just moved right on and you know what for the next two years I took a smoke break every fucking hour and I looked I walked right past that guy and I looked him in the eyes getting that getting that top cue call buddy getting that top cue call can't do shit I was really fucking good at my job by the way that was like one of the jobs I was really good at and I was really good at um uh limousine dispatcher too like really good but Mm. yeah they weren't my destiny I guess this this is my pick of destiny
1: (laughs) and you're failing immensely yes of course
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna go take a smoke break Adam you carry the show (laughs) oh god we're gonna lose all of our followers (laughs) Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.
1: Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. All right, so Jerry is about to go on stage for all the kids for his next uh, bit. You know, obviously, this is another day. And then a fire drill happens, and he's bumped again because of a fire drill. And, and,
0: of course, like, and then, the like, the lady's like, come on, Jerry, get in line or something. He's like, okay, and he has to get in line, and he kind of, like, hops over. It's funny. It's a funny little physical bit yeah. that Jerry does.
1: It is. Oh, those fire drills, man. They were always so much fun. I don't know. They were I was going to say they were annoying but they were actually welcomed because you got to yeah. get out of class Yeah, you got to of fucking class. get out. and honestly they were never a thing. Like you know what? No fire drill went off and it was like a real fucking thing. I yeah. you know, I'm sure. I guess maybe somebody there was a real fire eventually. Well, or
0: there was a shooting because you I grew up <laughs> in a time where like cuz the Columbine thing happened like at the tail end of like my high school Yeah, like 97
1: like, Yeah, something like yep. that.
0: Yeah, and I graduated in 96, so I, yeah, didn't even so I wasn't even in high school. So like it's so weird to me to think now that kids like are growing up with this is like a reality whereas when i was like yeah i graduated high school columbine happened and i'm like that's that's fucking crazy you know yeah and then fast forward to 2022 and it's you know every year it's it's normal i
1: feel like yeah because i mean i graduated high school in 2004 um but honestly even after columbine yes it was a public scare but it was still kind of thought of as an anomaly. Yeah. And so I never really remember doing a public or, you know, a, a school shooting drill. Right. We only did the fire drill. We did yep. the earthquake drill where you put the fucking, like, uh, book over your spine and kind of go but to like,
0: it, hunch over. In- in Georgia, you guys had an earthquake drill in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it was more of a tornado drill. It was a tornado. Okay, drill. okay, okay. I was well, gonna say because I never, of I never did that in Maryland. But. Well, yeah, no, it was a tornado drill. Okay, okay, so, but it's the same fucking yeah, thing. Same drill. So you, same you, drill. You,
1: you put a book over your fucking to protect your back of your head, and in case something falls on you, and they, they kind of like huddle into like you know go against the wall, um, because they're the cement walls where they're yeah. the most structurally sound. Anyway, um, but it wasn't until like later after I graduated that. These school shootings seem to have happened more. And so nowadays, these kids actually practice that shit. And it's just like, it's it's crazy.
0: It's sad is what it is.
1: And that's why I think every teacher should have a gun so they can shoot everybody <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> that, is that mentality so is fucking,
0: fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You're fucking insane. Their cops are, you know, police, is, police, schools have police officers and they fucking run away from from the school shooters. So it's um, anyways, anyway, tell
1: me that an untrained teacher is going to know what the fuck to do with a gun. America. America. <laughs> oh, God. We're, 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 all right. Let's just stop talking politics. Let's talk Seinfeld, man. I fucking love me some Seinfeld. <laughs> let's, I let's, hate politics. Yeah. I love Seinfeld.
0: Yeah. Let's talk some more Deborah Joe Rupp.
1: <laughs> yes. So, uh, George and Jerry... Uh, have Jeopardy on in his apartment, and George is doing really well. Also, simultaneously, he's got a Rubik's cube
0: yeah. that he is solving at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He kind of—it's funny because they don't put a lot of pomp and circumstance into the Rubik's cube. It sort of happens subtly, but it's a good joke. I think it's really funny that at the end of this whole scene, he gives it or drops it, and Jerry like looks at it, and it's fucking completed.
1: You know exactly like things are going really well mentally for george right now uh katie calls and she's upset that jerry has been bumped she wants redemption so she's gonna take care of it and you know we just find out that uh you know george he's thinking clearer Uh, apparently it's that lack of the preoccupation with sex he can focus properly now and his brain is now this entire head of lettuce and it's working at full capacity. <laughs>
0: that's a good that's a good visual bit. Jerry takes like a little you know piece and says this is what used to be you'd use towards like you know logical thought then the whole head of lettuce is what you'd put towards trying to have sex and now that you're not trying to have sex this whole head of lettuce you know can function properly and and then he does a fun little thing where he eats the small piece of lettuce and everything it's a great little bit it's a it's also a fun little play on here's your brain here's your brain on drugs yada 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 i think you know it's a little it's a spin on that but i like this i think it's hilarious that george is becoming a fucking genius because he's not trying to have sex
1: and and i think exactly he's not trying to have sex and that is the essential part here where he's in a committed relationship but he is not trying to have sex with her because he know he can't it doesn't work the same when he is single, because yeah. when he's single, you're always on the hunt
0: for yeah, sex. Exactly. It only has it's only working here because he's in that relationship.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, Kramer kept uh, kept coming in, kind of during these times. Kramer's coming in. He's getting matches. He's getting things. We find out he invited all of these people who had got kicked out of like monks and other places to smoke at his apartment. Okay, and
0: he's, he's going to turn into a smoking
1: lounge. That he is at Monk's. Uh, Elaine is with uh, not Doctor Ben, and then she sees Sue Ellen Mishke. Woohoo, Brint Strong, baby! Woo! I would say that, but it was a completely useless waste of Sue Ellen Mishke. Exactly like the time when she was brought on for the bottle deposit. Um, th- one. We can't tell that she has, she probably has a bra on. She yeah. probably doesn't. Who knows? There's a jacket. So, like, that whole point is just really worthless. But in general, why the fuck even bring her in? She talks about she's dating a periodontist and Ben's not really a doctor. And then someone passes out and Ben refuses to help. We could have had that entire thing of Ben refusing to help without Sue
0: Ellen there. She is wasted. I completely agree with you. I'm just coming off of a high, buddy. Go watch 1989's Skin Deep with John Ritter. You get to see her boobies in that one. It's uh, it's a, it's one of those comedy sexcapade movies, you know, um, mm. by uh. Uh, Written and directed by Blake Edwards, who also did the movie Ten with Bo Derrick and Dudley, whatever his name, and Dudley Do-Right, the little Dudley guy. Um, But go check out Skin Deep with John Ritter. It is a fucking hilarious movie. Uh, Myra and I watched it on Hulu. If you have the HBO, I think, add-on, you can watch it on Hulu.
1: Do I need to see the movie, or do I just need to go to Mr. Skin?
0: Uh, no, you need to see the movie because the movie's fucking awesome. And John Ritter is hilarious in it. Okay. All I, right. I'm like on a on a high on this film, bro. I've been telling everybody to go check it out. 1989 Skin Deep with John Ritter. It's fucking awesome. I loved it. The whole thing. The Brenda Strong, seeing her in it, it was just icing on the cake. Okay interesting yeah i'm surprised that's not the, the the top part she's not really in it much it's kind of she's a small like role in it but you do see her boob, so it's nice <laughs> right. and it was everything i hoped it would, would be <laughs> all
1: right well there we go all right um we cut to elaine giving uh larry the manager or the cook whatever some flowers as a get well present for the guy who Apparently he yeah. either had a heart attack or heart attack or <laughs> choked or whatever. Yeah. Um. But whatever. And ultimately she sees George, who is studying right now, um, because he is not having sex and he is doing very well without that. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I, I thought yeah, you were going No, go I know
0: it was something. It was. It's like oh z- shit! I forgot what he says. It doesn't matter. Like oh zero point energy or something. Yeah. It's 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 funny. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's not. <laughs> I'm not funny. It's funny. It's funny, but not that funny. Yeah, not funny enough for me to remember it. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. At Kramer's place, it's filled with smoke. There are so many people there. Um, we see that uh, Katie is at Jerry's place, and uh, she got him a two-hour assembly <laughs> for his act. She really pushed to get Jerry a full fucking bit, and now he's got to do... A two-hour assembly.
0: They even canceled Rick James. Rick James, super freak. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's wild. Like, what the fuck is he gonna fucking talk about for two hours?
1: I don't know. But did Rick James go to the same school <laughs> I, as Jerry? I guess so. <laughs> that's that's my takeaway. <laughs> cool. Yeah, <That's> very cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So uh, Elaine is uh, studying with Ben, who Ben it just doesn't know. Shit, he's he's kind of a dummy. (laughs) Of Of course, he's 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 failed that uh, exam three times, Uh, but she decides to use George's tactic, and she is gonna stop having sex with him to improve his brain, uh, and hopefully he can pass.
0: Improve his brain. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, does, it does not work. <laughs> sex helps. Ladies out there listening to Cartwright and Seinfeld Podcast, let me tell you, if you are interested in men, just know that sex helps our brain. Yes. It is yes, the it best thing for <laughs> us. And so if you are uh, wanting to help your man, give your man all the sex he can fucking handle.
0: Have sex with him, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that goes for Keisha and Myra as well, in case you of didn't course, know that. Of course. Give us all the sex that you can handle. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> We can handle it, too. All right. Oh, I'm only saying that because I know Keisha listens, and I want her to giggle, and then maybe she'll get me some that night. Okay.
0: I'm rooting for you, buddy.
1: Thank
0: Keisha, you. go get him. I'll let you know. <laughs> right.
1: So, uh, George gives batting lessons to Derek Fucking Jeter and Bernie Williams.
0: Yeah, yeah. This and this is such a famous scene. Like it's it's a meme scene. Everyone yep. uses the the shot of George doing the the, sm- the smirk uh-huh. face. You know, it's this scene is so fucking famous. But at the same time, it's funny because he's crushing it. He's hitting oh. home run after home run because he's just figured out the physics of it. Like he's just exactly he smarted his way into
1: it. He's reciting this formula, like, a, exactly, a yeah. physics formula, yeah. and he's just knocking him out of the park. Um, and they're like, you know we won the World Series. And he's like, <laughs> in six games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, God. by the way, they beat the fucking Braves in uh, in 1996 when oh. they did that. That pissed me off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought this was when they beat the Orioles, or was that the year before maybe? No, 95, the Braves won the World Series in 95. The Yankees won it in 96. Okay, got it. Got it. So it might have been
0: 94, actually, I think, when they did that. When they when destroyed they the Orioles, the like, four yeah, games yeah, yeah. at, at yeah, Camden mi- Yards. That might have been it. Yeah, and they, they referenced but yeah, but, it later, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. But, it. you know, part of me was just like, fucking A Braves. God damn it. Why couldn't <laughs> you vote? Because literally, uh, being a Braves fan, you know, especially at that time. Yeah. Um, but, all right, so a little bit about Derek Jeter. So that was only his second season oh, on okay. the team. Okay. Um, and he spent 20 years with the with the Yankees the entire time. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that um, at this time? And also, you know, he's a Hall of Fame player. Fucking awesome. Bernie Williams, 16 years all with the Yankees. Um, he did, has not gotten into the Hall of Fame, but the Yankees did retire his number, and okay. so he is
0: a, a beloved um, yeah. player from and, that organization. And that's a big deal when when an organization retires your number, right? Like, yep, because then they don't they hang your shirt essentially. Then they hang yep. the jersey and in, in, yeah, out there. and then no
1: one can wear that same number yeah. because that is your number. Yeah,
0: that's cool. So, all
1: right, all right. At monks, Jerry tries his uh, speech that he's going to give these kids on elaine and george he's got nine minutes of material and he has to (laughs) fill up two fucking hours uh george then kind of randomly recognizes a uh uh, the relation or not the 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 accent Accent of the of the waitress it's as portuguese he starts speaking to her in portuguese did you recognize what he said no i don't speak
0: portuguese
1: I don't, but you lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles. I understand Spanish enough. Yeah, not well, but you can pick he, up on he stuff
0: for a Grande something, right? Uh, large in en- ensalada. Grande, which is a big, big salad. salad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. Because he pointed to a lane and said ensalada grande. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's cool. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, uh, uh, but he, he but he speaks it in Portuguese when he says it. Exactly. Yep. And, exactly.
1: So so this is a very niche joke for anybody who would recognize the Portuguese or close enough with Spanish of. Uh, Big salad, and I thought that was really good.
0: When I worked at uh in Santa Monica at a video game localization company, which is basically you translate video games to other languages, um, Portuguese would always be one that, like, most nine times out of ten companies wouldn't spend the money on because. Portuguese, the language itself is very micro. Like it's only mm-hmm. in Portugal, but then and, and Brazil in Brazil, Brazil and it's like, but, but so, but the market is small and I think they can also understand Spanish. So usually when you, yeah. and, and of course there's two kinds of Spanish, there's South American Spanish and there's Castilian Spanish. Um, but usually they can go for, they can understand either or, but did you just say Castilian Castilian, Spanish? yes. Castilian Spanish. You,
1: did you speak any like living in Los Angeles? The two L's castilian
0: spanish oh i don't the know the two
1: l's equals a y
0: i don't know castilian so <laughs> all i know is uh, uh, a video game company usually the ones that have more money like square enix or somebody somebody like yeah. that they would opt you know for the por- portuguese and everything but smaller companies smaller video game companies yeah. they'd be like nah you know like they're not gonna spring for for Portuguese. but here's the thing here's what i also learned um you can guarantee your game to pretty much sell in all of Portugal if you do get it translated to, to Portuguese because so few games actually do it that mm. if you actually get your game translated to Portuguese, pretty much every gamer in Portugal will buy it just because it's there's so few that actually yeah. speak that language, you know? Okay. Um, That's so cool. as a little side tangent. What I did like from this episode was Elaine, after George sort of leaves and everything, yep. Elaine goes... How comes he's getting so smart? I stopped having sex with Ben three days ago, and I don't know no Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is getting, She's getting dumber, dumber on a scale. And then yeah. Jerry's explanation is fantastic, and I love how Jerry's like, to women, sex is like the garbage man. You... <laughs> You take for granted anytime you put some trash out on the street, a man in a jumpsuit is going to come along and pick it up. Now, he's, of course, referring to, like, you don't have to do anything fucking special. Like, you take for granted that anybody's going to have sex with you, you know? And I just think that this is such a such a such an appropriate analogy that Jerry's using, you know? And I, I would agree. Now, I think
1: there's probably some women who would disagree. Of course, yeah, I'm game. sure there is.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm sure.
1: But... The thing that I only push back on, if you are a female who is looking for sex, if you are out there and you are looking for sex, and even if you are a fairly unattractive female, I would say if you are on the prowl, there are enough horny guys you will find it. But like you have to, you have to be wanting it, um, you know, to some extent. And but if you are a very attractive female and you even just kind of want it. A lot of guys are going to come after you, but you know, there, there's a whole ratio I would say, but like in general, in general, if you're a female and you want the sex,
0: you'll get the sex. I just edited the episode where you told the story of the worst thing you or the worst lie you've ever told somebody, which was, I'll call you, I'll call you. Oh, (laughs) it was a drunk hookup that you had. And I just, I just, I'm thinking of that right now because spoiler alert. (laughs) Adam never called.
1: <laughs> no, never called her. She was not particularly attractive, but uh, but, but you
0: did clean her garbage, so you know. Got- <laughs> oh God. So she should be happy that you did that because <laughs> you cleaned her sidewalks off. Yeah.
1: She said, she said, oh, I don't normally do this. And I'm like, I don't care. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
0: <laughs> You'll call <laughs> me, just... right? Nope. Yes. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> oh, of course I will. Throw that shit away the second I get in my yeah. car. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, edited that, I edited that shit yesterday. <laughs> well, we've all done some terrible things. Of course. Of up. course we have. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right.
1: All right. Kramer comes into the apartment and he looks Terrible. He looks like an
0: old catcher's mitt. Yeah. So apparently this is a famous scene where in the outtakes, Jerry could not stop laughing. And uh, Michael Richards was actually getting kind of annoyed at him because he also got kind of annoyed at uh, Julia when she would laugh too because I think he really wants to like stay in the zone and everything. But apparently Jerry's reaction, like Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, did not see Michael Richards with this makeup on until they're doing this scene, and it fucking kills Jerry Seinfeld, the actor. And you can see the outtakes. Yeah. They have all the outtakes you can find. him. It's okay. pretty great. I love it.
1: Nice. But, yeah, uh, Kramer didn't expect that. He expected emphysema, birth defects, <laughs> can- cancer, cancer, but not this. <laughs> but he's like,
0: he's expecting all of those horrible things, but not this.
1: No. And wonderful line here where he's just like, Look away. I'm hideous. I mean, and he walks and he runs out. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fantastic line. Yeah. And
0: I think that's another clip show worthy moment as well. Yep. Uh, Elaine is so stupid
1: now she can't think of Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. <laughs> Poo. I like that. I love when she's like, yeah. Pooh. <laughs> yes. So she's just, yeah, she is dumber. a buffoon. Yeah. Yep. Getting dumber because uh, she needs some sex. So. All right. George's date mentions that an intern screwed up her test and she never had mono. And we can kind of infer that Ben was the intern, I think, right there. And I think that's kind (laughs) of funny. That's good. But George tells her that he's got to think about it. Yeah. He's not sure that he's ready to have sex. So because he's really enjoying this heightened intelligence. Uh, And he explains that to Jerry. And, you know, perhaps... Yeah, and monks, exactly. And
0: perhaps he can serve the world better this way. (laughs) And then Jerry goes, you mean mean by not subjecting women to your sexual advances? And I love George goes, a simple joke from a simple man. (laughs) Dude, that was fucking awesome. I love that. That was good. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages.
1: So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a Surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey
0: likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple Podcasts, spotify podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get
1: All right. uh, George is going to help Jerry with some of his time allotment at the assembly, and he's going to give the kids science experiments and such. And, uh, you know, Jerry says, oh, I wrote a 20-minute bit about how homework stinks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. In the way he's delivering it, it, it's good.
1: Yeah. We then cut to Jackie Childs' office. Hey, Jackie Childs. We are back with him uh kramer comes in and he thinks he has a case against big tobacco as he calls it <laughs> big tobacco or he says that uh, the the tobacco company yeah and uh elaine is we see a very quick scene she's dazzled by spinning tires again we just see how dumb she is but she's just woo, woo. <laughs> and i just love the therapy. guy
0: watching yeah. her just totally confused
1: yep well because yeah exactly she's acting like she, an imbecile yeah, she's an, acting like an adult moron yeah yeah we can't say the word retard anymore no. but but yeah, yeah that's what she's acting yeah. like yeah. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> yeah guys and gals we're from a different era we're really good we're good about not saying that anymore but in this particular moment yeah she is acting like one yeah, she, <laughs> yeah <great>. totally yeah <laughs>
1: So. all right so jackie Childs once uh and kramer they want to utilize you know or they want to um you know i'm oh, sorry hold on <laughs>
0: just thought about retard i know i know that's so good
1: i have no issue with the, no. name, with the word retard because it means retardation i know it has nothing to do with a fucking uh, but we don't want to get canceled we don't want
0: fucking get canceled so you know <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right.
1: So Jackie Childs and Kramer uh, want to bring their case up against the tobacco companies because they don't say anything about appearance. They say have all these warnings about other stuff yeah. and a great little line about J- Kramer's face. Your case your face <laughs> is my, my case. case. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So. All right. At the apartment, uh, Elaine realizes she's a moron right now and she turns to Jerry. You got 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? and jerry's self-control here is something i don't know i would ever have uh being if i was single how about that and
0: she's like it's got nothing to do with you and he's like i think it's
1: got a little bit of something to do with (laughs) me a little bit bit. she's trying to get smarter she's trying to like you know granted are you telling me that elaine didn't have sex for like a week ever this during this entire period yeah, I guess so. I guess I, I guess, guess so. so.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's a little bit Well, no, fantasy. it's not it's no it's it's not
0: so much that she's not having sex is that she's not able to pursue uh, it. So even if so okay. her brain, you know what I mean? So even if she wasn't dating somebody, she would still be thinking about it and trying to pursue the act of it. Here she's stuck in a situation where she can't look for somebody else because she's in a relationship, but she also can't have sex with them because she's She's trying to turn him into a smart right. George, so yeah, I'm, well, I'm yeah. following it. But yeah,
1: she's in a relationship and she has the expectation of sex, right? Um, but it's but it's she can't do it because she is putting that own thing to yeah. help her guy.
0: Whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's its own it's that own situation. And then the scene kind of ends yeah. with her being like, "What's Kramer doing?" And I wish we kind of had a, a conclusion to that, you know? Yeah, yeah we yeah, don't I mean, really it's just know. Kind of, it's just kind of funny. Though, yeah, it is.
1: It is. There's no way she would want to. No, but she doesn't
0: give a shit at this point. She she wants her streets cleaned, her sidewalks cleaned. That's all she wants. She she needs to
1: clear her head. And I do I do love the whole thing where she tells Jerry you can read the paper through the whole thing, and he actually thinks about (laughs) it, considers it, it.
0: considers it.
1: That's my one
0: note from this is I like how he considers it, (laughs) but it's too
1: weird. Yeah, and I can tell you if Julie Julie Louise Davis told me I could have sex with her to clear her head, done, duh, duh, Duh. Duh. (laughs) done. hung all right uh george talks to uh louise at monks who is the girl he's dating she's ready for sex um but he's happy being smart and so she says fuck this she leaves and she says i hate you i hate you uh, (laughs) which he didn't anticipate and because you know obviously the whole thing is he is with somebody but doesn't have to then the portuguese waitress comes over and pours him a refill and smiles very slyly at him. Mm,
0: yeah. mm. She
1: was a very attractive waitress. Oh, of course, she
0: was. She's beautiful.
1: Yeah. All right. Jackie tries to convince the tobacco lawyer uh, that they, you know, have a case and that you know Kramer's fucked up. And <laughs> she's they, like, uh-huh. she's
0: like, oh, I don't think he's ugly. I think he's rugged. <laughs> and I love how Jackie's like rugged. He looks like a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> goblin
1: <laughs> which he does he does,
0: and and michael Richards
1: is not the most uh, attractive man yeah he kind of looks like a goblin even without yeah. all that anyway um and so she's like all right we'll give you our offer and she leaves so they're gonna get something and, and all, all and this one's good jackie's
0: like jackie's cashing in on your wretched wait your <laughs> wretched disfigurement <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they're they really like up the the phrasing that jackie has yeah. you know but i love it i I got no problems with Jackie Childs. I love him every time he's on screen. That's solid. All right. uh, Ben passed his exam.
1: Hey, he's finally a doctor, but he breaks up with Elaine, and he mentions –
0: oh, what's up? He mentions, I'm sorry, Elaine. I always knew that after I became a doctor, I would dump whoever I was with and find someone better. That's the dream of becoming a doctor. (laughs) I think that's fantastic. I think it's fantastic that he said it out loud. I think it's a it's a horrible I, thing, but I think it's fantastic Will, that he said it.
1: He's, I thought it was weird, personally. Oh, I, thought I thought it, thought it kind it. of came out of nowhere. It's
0: just like, where the fuck did that come from? Well, because she's like, it's it's because it's every woman's dream to to date a doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, it's every it's every doctor's dream to to break up with the woman they were with that helped them get there, so they can get somebody better. I just thought it was such a funny asshole thing to do. I mean. Total yeah. asshole. It's a it's a total oh, asshole. Yeah. I'm not defending he, it. I just think it's no. funny. It's a it, I guess it's a, a solid
1: twist. Yeah. Um. To kind of fuck Elaine, but not actually fuck mm-hmm. Elaine. But you know, <laughs> yeah, because she's like, so are we having sex or what? At this point, she doesn't give a rat's ass. Exactly. Doesn't give a shit. So, all right. Um. Jerry is about to go on for his big assembly. George gets there, and he's a fucking idiot again. Oh, God, he had sex. And I do love the line, you know, where Jerry's like, are you going to come on stage? He's like, no. Why'd you come here? "Eh, To tell you about the (laughs) (laughs) Portuguese.
0: Because he's all giddy again. And he gets the little, the Bunsen burgers or whatever, the beaker things, puts them on his head. Take me to your leader. He's a dum-dum. He's back to being a (laughs) dum-dum. Yeah, the George we know and love. So,
1: yeah, so Jerry goes on and his material starts failing pretty much immediately he gets getting booed by these junior high school kids <laughs> it's like because he
0: starts with like what's well, the deal with homework and just boo <laughs> and i love that i love that they you know they kind of you not working on, on your home yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. they're shitting on jerry's stand up it's good it's exactly. funny yeah
1: all
0: right then we get
1: uh, a scene with kramer and jackie chiles kramer apparently got a call and had a powwow with uh their lawyer and he was offered something he wasn't offered any money. Instead, we find out that Kramer is part of the new ad campaign. He's the new Marlboro Marlborough man.
0: Yeah, in in Times Square and everything. Yeah. And this has to be the end of Jackie Childs, right? We we can't see any I more think so. of Jackie. Uh the fu- in mean, the finale. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, at this point, he's never taking Kramer as a as a client ever yeah. again.
1: No, because yeah, he said this is the most public of my many, many. humiliations. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but like Kramer, fucking Kramer, you had a chance to make money. Yeah. Like but he's he's done this multiple times now. Jackie. Yeah. And and honestly, if we did it again, I'd be like,
0: huh, I we've done it this bit. Agreed. I think that this is there's no more you can do with Jackie and, and Kramer. And we're lucky mm-hmm. that it didn't feel like it overextended itself in yeah. this episode, you know? So that that's a I good agree. thing.
1: Yep. And then we get a tag of Jerry. Getting uh, canceled and getting bumped by David Letterman. Actually, a little cameo by David Letterman because Letterman heard about him being bumped at the junior high school and then getting booed at the you know at the assembly and yada yada.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and which is yeah. weird because I was looking on IMDb. Uh, they gave credit to um um uh shit um Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, but they didn't, Al- Alex Alex, Alex Trebek. Trebek, but they did not give any credit on IMDb to David Letterman. So it was. Alex Trevek's voice, I guess, because I think they had to record, they, um, they, like... Well, no, no, they showed they showed a
1: clip of him on Jeopardy, and I think that's why. But it was 100% a clip from
0: Jeopardy. They did not shoot that. Interesting. I didn't notice that. I could have been oh, taking yeah. notes, but I didn't see the Jeopardy clip. Okay, but yeah. it's still weird that David Letterman's not on the IMDb of this episode. Um, or at least not, I guess, on the... The mobile front screen, you know? Maybe I have to, like, click deeper or something. No, he's he's on the IMDb as uncredited. Oh, he's all uncredited. Okay, okay.
1: He's uncredited. But you're right. Alex Trebek is credited. David Letterman is uncredited.
0: And yet David Letterman actually has, like, dialogue and everything.
1: And 100%, Alex Trebek was just used material. Like, they just paid for the rights to use that Jeopardy syndication. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. But we got Kyle Gass. We got Kyle Gass, though. We got Tenacious D.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. Uh, I I know you did the last one, but I'm I'm weirdly on the fence about this one. I need to sort out the thoughts in my head, so I'm going to call an audible, and I really want to know your thoughts on this one. All right. So um, I definitely didn't have this episode low, but my
1: discussion with you brought it up a half a point. All right? This was another solid episode. This season is going on strong for me right now. Um, Overall, the ridiculousness is ramping up. I'm not sure I'm loving that. Um, You know, that fantasy element and whatnot. But they're still solid episodes. I do not like the use of Sue Ellen Mishke. It just seemed completely unwarranted, completely unnecessary. And then again, the pushing of the Brawless Wonder. And we can't tell that she's Brawless. So why the fuck even have her, or have, like, you know, that jacket covering, whatever, that was worthless, okay, completely worthless, Bob Odenkirk is an awesome person, Bob Odenkirk in this episode, eh, for me, he was, he felt underutilized only because I know how funny Bob Odenkirk is, this was earlier in his career, so it's just like, eh, I mean, maybe not earlier, he was, he was been around for a while, but I just don't think, his character was Fine, and you you seem to like at least like that twist at the end better than I did. And overall, I just didn't think his his character was all that funny. Jerry's failures at the school assembly were quite funny to me. I liked that. I think the smoking thing was funny. I currently feel bad for Jackie Childs, and I hope I don't. I hope he stays away from Kramer because. Kramer has been bad to him and a terrible client. Um, and I have a friend, a couple friends who are lawyers, and I would feel fucking terrible if somebody did that and fucked up, you know, their paycheck too. Um, and the opener was fucking terrible. I hated that fucking opener, but I still bumped it up a half a point, And I thought this was still quite an enjoyable episode, so I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Ensalada grandes.
0: Aha, good one. Good one. Um I'm with you buddy. I actually bumped it up a uh, 0.5 as well uh, of the 3 episodes that we just did in order. I had the most fun talking to you in this one. Uh, I don't yeah. know why, but it just it just was the way it was, and I thought it was a, a hoot. It's also an episode that I don't like think of normally, but I think it's damn strong. You know, for all okay. the reasons that you said, and then on top of it, I also like. I actually liked where the Bob Odenkirk thing went and everything. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Um, I I do completely agree with you. Uh, Bob Odenkirk can do much more. And I think yeah. that he was underutilized for this. Uh, Brenda Strong, underutilized for mm-hmm. this. At this point, you know, I think I, I'm hoping that the reverse episode is a redemption for her because, yeah. or at least, like, at the very least, let's see more of her, because if you're going to bring her in, don't just relegate her to just being, you know, in this one little 30-second scene in Monk's Diner, you know, with a fucking yeah. jacket on. And again, okay, fine, you know, but don't refer to her as the Brawless Wonder. Then just refer to her as the O'Henry Henry Heiress, you know. Don't refer to her as the mm-hmm. Brawless Wonder, because at this point... There's been three episodes with her. She's only been brawless in one of them. And, you know, this may sound like sexist and gross, but I'm calling it like I see it. And if you're going to call somebody the brawless wonder, they need to be brawless all the time, and I'm sorry. But I thought it was a fun episode. I was kind of, like, shocked by how much I enjoyed it. And uh, at the same time, I enjoyed it more talking talking about it with you. So I'm actually going to give it four. Marlboro Man. Mar. Four (laughs) Marlboro. Keep that in. Keep all of that. I got to keep it all in. Four Marlboro Man billboards in Times Square out of five. (laughs) That's yes, okay. Oh, I should not have gone with that one. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. And, and I do hope that this is the end of Jackie Childs just because yeah. just for logic reasons, I can't foresee him, you know, dealing with yeah. Kramer anymore. And did you say is the reverse episode this season? Is that happening this season or is that next season? I know you had IMDb pulled up. I am talking to buy you time as you pull it up, but I'm curious if we're going to see her, uh, any more between now and then? Well, I was
1: I could because I couldn't remember. It's not called the reverse episode. Oh, it's yeah. called the betrayal. The betrayal. And so that's why I had trouble finding it. It
0: is not until season nine. Okay, so maybe we won't get any more Brenda Strong yeah. this season. But I'm I'm curious to see if we do. Um, but in these past chunk that we just did, you know, I was very much looking forward to the the Kenny Rogers roaster one. Um, but this one didn't really. I didn't really remember it, and I'm so pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it and I gotta say I know that you're not digging the fantastical elements we mentioned it in the episode prior with Mr. Marbles and and come on like in this point like Kramer having a billboard in Times Square that's kind of fantastical Mm -hmm. but I, I don't have a problem with, with Seinfeld getting more and more weird and fantastic. Like, how much different is it within him having a, a meeting with Calvin Klein, you know? Like, it's just... I don't know. I feel like it's it's all a part of Kramer's uh, allure and mystique, you know?
1: Well,
0: okay.
1: Uh, the the allure and the getting of the meetings is one thing, but like actually... actually getting a billboard, through. yeah. Exactly, and then or, or having an actual dummy run across and seeing yeah. the silhouette... I, I honestly, if they didn't do the silhouette, I would have liked that better. Okay. And if it was just the sound, I would have liked that better. Okay.
0: I'm curious um, to see though, in this next with basically we have a half a season now and then a full season. I am curious to see how fantastic it actually gets.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't remember a whole bunch of fantasy, so I think it's going to be fine, but we'll see. And, And so far, honestly, this season is starting off. Yeah. I mean, we're eight episodes in or nine episodes in now, and I've got some good scores. I'm having, yeah. I
0: think there's some high potential for season eight. Yeah, my guess as of right now is that this is going to be my favorite season of Seinfeld. But I said that last season, so I, I don't, I don't know. But I'm and last season wasn't. I know numbers wise, it oddly enough yeah. it wasn't. But so far, man, this just looking at the numbers, bro. This season has so far been very, very strong. More, more so for you because you uh, gave one episode a three that I gave a two. Um, the, yep. the 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 checks episode,
1: the checks. Yep, I like that one. But you gave this one a four, and I gave it a three point five. Exactly. I mean, over
0: time, things. I will think be, it'll probably even yeah, out. Probably. We'll see. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You know what? Always evens out. I don't know if that's a compliment. You know what? Never. <laughs> evens out? You know, segue. You know what's always at the top of its game? The Blast from <laughs> Our Past podcast.
1: Yes, it is. And so uh, if you guys have not been checking out the Blast From Our Past podcast and you need some more nostalgic content in your life, go check it out. I talk all things movie, TV, castings, uh, music reviews. Music reviews, I talk top 10 lists with my brother, all from the things of our nostalgic past, and we have a very good time, and we give you the best in nostalgic content, or at least the best in nostalgic content from my past. <laughs> Corey has <laughs> yeah. a different past. His yeah. past is a little darker. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, more dangerous and has a lot more nudity, and that's on podcasting effort. Yeah, if
0: you guys like Cartwright's Seinfeld podcast and you guys like us, you're going to learn so much about us if you listen to The Blast from Our Past and podcasting after dark but yeah my past is a bit darker <laughs> than Adam and John's and uh, the movies that we review on there are, are stuff that's more cult movie centric uh, stuff like scanners my Bloody Valentine things like that usually a little bit more of a of a horror spin but uh, we have a good time we have a lot of fun over there and uh, you should also check out talking back that also you know is is a is blast from their past they talk about what they love you know from their history as well in action action they do too and don't forget to also check out people don't forget that's a great show but one of the shows that's been getting uh, really Building up steam and momentum over the past year and a half or two years now is Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you guys haven't jumped on that, that is quickly becoming our flagship show on the network. And Adam, you guys are crushing it over there. Uh, It's not an easy show to produce. I know that. But uh, I know you already plugged the Blast from our past, but please, really quick, plug Throwback Trivia Takedown as well. Well, you're
1: already plugging it so hard, but I appreciate that. Yeah, it is. If you guys like trivia, uh, we do trivia from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, all pop culture based. So if you uh, are at all interested in that kind of format and want to challenge yourself with a little bit of trivia, check out Throwback Trivia Takedown, and I think
0: you will enjoy. it. And here is a no bullshit endorsement. I do not give a rat's ass about trivia shows. I fucking love Throwback Trivia Takedown. So check it out, guys and gals. Seriously, it's fucking awesome, and they do a great job over there. And uh, if you love what we do, go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash cartwright and uh, go check out our Curb Your Enthusiasm show. We're having a lot of fun over there digging into that. And uh, by the time you, you listen to this, we are probably about halfway through season three and we're having a blast.
1: And you'll hear from us next episode when we talk the Andrea Doria. And Steven Seagal is a joke.